Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank. Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are bringing fire and destruction to multiple circles of hell. Quinny and Reginald torched a stationary pile, while Butthole and Juniper helped Moonhammer defeat a Hydra before they were attacked by gods that had been killed by Butthole as the Forsaken. Can our heroes survive battling gods and the King of Hell? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Quinny, you and Reginald have arrived at what used to be Peeps on the Cheeps, um, but is now slightly discounted, lower quality beverages as managed by Peeps. Um, a bar with the same facade as uh, you you remember, uh, and I'm thinking like um, just classic, you know, Irish pub kind of like the over like an unnecessary amount of wood paneling uh, on the outside, like just uh, every effort taken to make it seem classy. There's Celtic knots uh, on both sides of the sign for some reason, um, but the sign itself uh, has been replaced um, by what you would uh, imagine you might see in like an Apple store. So just like a, a gray sign with um, just a very clean uh, serifed font, uh, just as clear and functional as it can possibly be. Um, it's all left justified, which is vaguely unsettling, but like there it is. Um, and uh, yeah, you can see that there is a massive uh, filing cabinet building built up and around it, but the, the bar itself seems to be somewhat intact. 
Uh, Reginald, what what are you finishing saying as uh, as the two of you land? Based on your your hero sidekick debacle of our previous episode. Okay, so realistically, a sidekick could also become a hero, and that makes sense from my journey. So maybe this is like a team up. Yes, it's a team up, Reginald. Land here, please. Okay, here we go. And then he just falls the last five feet because his magic ran out. You're both slammed onto the ground. <laughs> uh, great. Um, so, uh, Quinny, you bounce kind of up and out of his arms into, no doubt, a cool pose. Um, and uh, the two of you are are down. Now that you're on ground level, um, it's uh, not all of uh, Manhattan is like this, but there are parts of Manhattan where you just kind of feel like everything around you is a giant um, and it very much feels like that. There's just the the sky is um, sort of a constant uh, gray here. Um, that sort of light uh, light gray cloud situation um, that you get. We're still very bright, um, but just a little off because um, there's no sun that you can see. There's no the light source doesn't seem to exist. It's just kind of a, a, a uniform light gray um, that uh, that you can barely see through the uh, the towering stacks around you. Um, but ahead of you is is the bar, uh, somewhat familiar if oddly renamed. What do you do? Is there a door to this place, or is it just like a door frame? Like how like how bad is this? Has the the transformation of this place affected the existing buildings? Um, in terms of this facade, it would seem that the uh, the facade is fully intact. So there is like the same door you remember. Um, it's it's all still there. The signage has been replaced and everything around it has changed. Looking from what you can see, and the windows are unfortunately done in that cheers style where they're like the, the diamond pattern in a variety of colors. So you can't really see fully through. Um, uh, but uh, it does seem as though the bar is still there if slightly altered. Um, right. So it's not like it's gone completely. It's more like they retained what they could of it and then built up and around it. Okay. Then I'll uh, I'll go to the door and I'll I'll, I'll march inside. Great. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll follow. And then Brazil's head. He's like, he has a ring of invisibility. Why does he never use this to scout? I did the whole time. Uh, and with that, the two of you march into uh, the bar. Um, as you step inside, uh, Quinny, you are are struck by uh, the fact that it's it's the same space. Um, they've clearly built around it. Um, but it has been overhauled. Uh, everything is a lot more orderly. There are a lot more uh, clean lines everywhere. Um, the place is is much cleaner, although there is kind of paper um, up and around <clears throat> at the uh, at the bar. Uh, everything is is done in grays and whites. Um, the Apple Store motif continues in here. Slick rounded edges, um, just very sleek, um, but at the same time very sterile. There's not a lot of character, whereas before it was very much a a classic like local um, pub and bar that had been open for a really long time. So just like, you know, all sorts of crazy crap on the walls, as Mo would say. Um, whereas now it's it's very much uh, not that. Um, you see um, at the at the, sitting at kind of the bar stools lining this this very slick, um, uh, blindingly white bar. Um, you see a, a couple of um, off-duty shredders uh, who have their kind of uh, hoods unzipped and uh, their their helmets uh, sitting kind of next to them on the bar. Um, you can see that they're uh, they're hellions, uh, so they're you know uh, lesser demons, imps, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
um, and they're uh, <clears throat> drinking from uh, silver uh, glasses. So they're not even goblets. They're just kind of um, think almost like a Nalgene bottle, but if it was made of silver. Uh, so just very, very, again, functional, but kind of blatant. Um, not a n- no embellishment anywhere, seemingly. Um, there's also a couple other uh, demons and fiends sitting around. You don't see any damned souls, which is strange because this place used to kind of be a, a mixing spot for for various people um, down here. Uh, and uh, behind the bar in a uh, a suit, which is extraordinarily strange on such a creature, is uh, Peeps McFadden, who is, um, uh, you know, his the edges of his uh, lips are... are sort of pulled down into a sort of a permanent frown. Um, And his one massive eyelid is uh, drooping in a somewhat defeated fashion as he um, goes around uh, pouring drinks for uh, the various people who are there. Um, Over the, uh, the speakers uh, in, in the bar, uh, you hear an incredibly inoffensive uh, song on a constant loop uh, Laura, what is the inoffensive song that is playing nonstop in this bar? Um, I think it's like it's it's S Club. God, like like they're um I don't know what's like their main song like S Club. You know, except that it's like it's like the entire name of the bar instead of S Club. So they're just like fitting it in. Okay, like it's, great. Yeah. Okay, I love that. And I think we can say that it's also- I can't remember the name of the bar. It was so fucking long. I didn't write it down either. I think Tyler <laughs> maybe did. Um, but it's also done in a, uh, like it's not S Club singing it. It's definitely one of those weird covers that's done. It's one of those kids beats where it's all children in a like, choir. Yeah, close to that, where it's very choral. <laughs> And and like the the mood isn't like there's no pulsing beat to it. It's just kind of like a, a soft, like it, it's it's just like wet paper. It's just like a weird yeah. like, hey, like it's kind of like that song, you know, right? Yeah. It's like when people try and do like the uh, like the soft pop version of like metal songs, and they're like, isn't this nice? And you're like, no, no, neither of these styles benefits from this. It's like if the producers of that Cars for Kids ad took ketamine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, there is an amazing version of Billy Ellis's um, oh, yeah. bad guy done by Kid Bops, um, where they have to take all the sexual references out. So rather than bruises on both my knees for you, it's kisses on both my cheeks from you, oh, which is pretty gosh. funny. Uh, this thing lives rent free in my head. I think about it easily twice a day. I can't fucking fathom that they did this. Uh, and later there's like a might seduce your dad type is replaced by uh, like have an IOU or something like it's, it's some like weird contract lingo about like, I'll owe you one. It's bananas. I love it. Anyway, wow. that's what's playing in this bar. Um, it is immediately unsettling uh, in a, a non threatening way. Uh, you notice that uh, as you enter, there are a number of signs instructing you about the various policies of the bar Um you know, uh, the drink minimum, um, what the customary tip is, where the bathroom is located, that the bathroom is for customers only, uh, that you uh, need to just get a number from the bar uh, before you go and sit at a booth so that people will know you're there. There doesn't seem to be a server beyond peeps. Um, all in all, it seems like a, a very uh, systematized 
place for good times, which as you know, from ever going to a place that tries to elicit good times, having a bunch of systems, not really the way to do it. Um, but uh, he just kind of absently waves a hand and says, yeah, yeah, grab a number. And I'll just say, uh, Peeps McFadden? Um, and S Club, there's like a record scratch. Uh, and he <clears throat> turns to look at you uh, with his one giant eye. <laughs> Uh, and suddenly uh, his eye lights up somewhat. Um, given that he's mostly eye, it's very easy to see when he's excited. Um, and he just kind of like tries to do one of those subtle like darts his eyes to a booth. But given that he's mostly eye, it's just like a massive orb tilting. Like his whole body kind of shifts with it. Um, and uh, one of the, the shredders, the bar turns around. is like, uh, yeah, I think he wants you to go sit in that booth. We won't listen, though, if you guys want to talk or something. Honestly, I'm just, I'm just so tired of shredding paper. As Buddy starts patting him on the back and just giving him a little rub and be like, it's okay. We have at least another 28 and a half minutes before we have to go back to the paper. So let's just enjoy it, pal. Let's live in the moment. Um, and uh, Peeps is like, yeah, okay. Kind of what they're saying. Just go sit in the booth. up. I'll be over soon. Fuck. Uh, all right. Sounds uh, Sounds good. So you pull into the bar. Um, you are happy that no one has yelled your name. Uh, oh, God, yeah. And uh, no urchins uh, want you to be their leader this time. So really, it's a net gain for old Quinny. Um, the two of you sit down, and uh, moments later, uh, uh, Peeps joins you, kind of slamming down three um, flagons. Uh, now, these are these are the flagons you remember, Quinny. Um, they're, they're made of damned skulls. Um, they scream when they hit the table um, and you can see peeps just kind of like smile to himself and close his eye and kind of give it like a little yum, yum, yum as he does it. He's like, I have missed the sound of a proper beverage. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, who, who's your friend here? This would be uh, Reginald Tingler. Uh, Reginald, Reginald, this is, this is peeps McFadden. Nice to meet you peeps. We're here because things are kind of shitty and we have a mission. Uh, Quinny says you're useful. I mean, I hope to be to the, the, the hitman for hell. <laughs> did did you kill that Moonhammer lady? I did not. That was actually news to me. I've been uh, I've been up on the surface there, champ. I've been in the realm in the realm of the living. You got out? Oh yeah, yeah. I got out with a friend of mine. Uh, matter of fact, uh, have you seen a guy who looks kind of like Reginald here? A little bit uh, chunkier, bigger beard. Uh, yeah, he shakes his less head. menacing armor. I was going to say he shakes his head, but that's not really true of his anatomy. He shakes his body uh, mm-hmm. and in a no, and he just says, uh, no, no, we haven't seen any uh, any mortals down here in, 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 in a while, actually. Uh, Damn, really? Part of the reason business has been so bad. Yeah, what's going on here? This place used to be jumping. Yeah, jumping was outlawed by, uh, <laughs> by uh, the Lord of Many Faces. Uh, he said it was too disruptive. Uh, so I had to take jump off uh, off the jukebox. Weddings down here suck now. There's just no <laughs> song that everyone can agree on anymore. So like, uh, what's up with all the paper? Because it seems like you guys are waging an eternal war. You're losing against paper, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, to Mister uh, Mister Brown Barrow's uh, assessment over here, things have changed down here. Uh, uh, the uh, and he kind of like tries to lean in conspiratorially, but given that his mouth is under the table, he just kind of like 
bumps his eye against it. And it, yeah. he's so bad at being conspiratorial. So he has to kind of like lean and kind of like get his like gut up on the table so he can whisper. And he's just like, um, since uh, the one of many faces became uh, the boss man down here. Um, well, he's, he's, uh, he's trying to lock up all, all, all the various contracts. You see, it seems he's, uh, he's rather concerned with the legalities of things. So, um, we're kind of doing, uh, I guess, some of his back end accounting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's really, uh, he runs a tight ship. Um, this is all his accumulated paperwork you guys are managing. Well, I mean, yeah. God, damn. Mr. So like, Brownbarrow, do you not do you not know where 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 his power comes from? I mean, not entirely. I know he just basically gets people to sign infernal contracts into servitude. Like I know kind of like my piece of yeah, his whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he uh if if the the rumors are to be believed, uh he's uh he's the the god of bargains. Of devil's bargains. God of... Oh, my God. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beaver Mount, Ontario, is pretty much the same. Folks are polite. There's a hockey game that evening. And someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, bello! Hello everyone, it's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah, did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month, and with that you actually get one of my favorite perks, you get access to our patron-only Discord. You got a lot of fans hanging out on there already. It's very active. Uh, we hang out on there. We're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel. 
where you can ask us about our process, about our characters or anything like that, but also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, and I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there. Wait, so like what happens if we just like burn all the paper? Then he's fucked, right? Uh, no, I'm afraid that's not how it works down here. I mean, he's got it all ironclad. Honestly, we're just keeping better records. All all the deals have already been struck. But no, he draws power from everyone who's ever accepted uh, one of these contracts in any form from anyone, not just him. Okay, so uh, what if we... Reginald and I might share a look there. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're Listen, both on contract. Uh, I, so... think, I think that counts. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe i don't know uh so if we kill him then it all goes away right because then you know contracts null and void dead guy uh no not quite it, he, he it's gotten to a point where he can't die he actually figured out some contract work for that it was fascinating from from what we were told from the, the monthly newsletter that we all have to read there's really not enough information for a month it should be bi-monthly at best but like we gotta read it it's exhausting well look this is hell so it's got to be full of you know lawyers who's the best contract lawyer second to you know the lord of all contracts you guys have johnny orcrin down here he was really big on my world uh he i mean those uh, mr brown barrow i'm surprised you don't know those were the first people he had killed there was um there was some there was a, a little little dragony guy and there was like a little blue guy uh, and, and some others. Yeah, they he, he had them just just go around and 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 knock out anyone who might be a threat. So, how long ago was that? He just like raises his tiny little ripped arms. He's like, you know, time doesn't work really too well down here. It was it was right, a while right, back. Right, right. Uh, he he offed Moonhammer a while ago, um, but he also moved quickly. I think he uh, he's been accumulating power for some time. Man, I just if you mortals would just stop taking those contracts, he it wouldn't so, have had anything. But like, I guess you, you, that's something y'all are really into because like he did this real fast. Like he he so put how do we fucking tower up like in, overnight? How do we find out if Johnny Orkrin's still alive? Because then we could kill him and then he'd be <laughs> here, right? Like we could just cut out the middleman. Well, I mean. Uh, and he, he kind of looks left and right again, but at this point he's kind of like up on the table. So he's just kind of rolling back and <laughs> forth awkwardly and just seeing the ceiling and the floor. It's not really helping too much. He's like, um, look, the one of many faces is pretty anal about contract keeping. So if you need information about things that have happened, uh, your best bet would be the archive. Okay. So if we go to the archive, we can figure out who's the best lawyer we either have access to or can murder to get access to. And then we go to arbitration. What the fuck happens to defeat a contract? Uh, and he just kind of like raises his arms and he's like, if I knew that, do you think I would be running this? I've had to listen to this song for several lifetimes, it would seem. Um, it turns out there's no party like a party you could have here, but the parties here suck now. So that's hell. Also, okay. he lists a bunch of names of people I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'd be good guests or not, but I hear them every day. I've come up with backstories for all of them. So, Quinny, how do we find the 
the criminals or the rebellion? Because it sort of sounds like there isn't one from this guy. Yeah, I'm, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed here, peeps. Uh, isn't like like there's nothing. Like, well, oh, like, there's Joe. He's got the flow. Get no, ready, like, everybody, and here we go. Is I there some slap kind of resistance? And say, come back to me, peeps. Ah! Come back to us. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got lost. I got lost for a second. Forget um, Joe. We need to find rebels or something. Yeah, no, there, 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 there was, but they, they all seemed to go quiet when, when, when Moonhammer died. Uh, Where they, were they but, when they went quiet? Yeah, that actually makes them sound smart. I mean, I, I heard I heard rumors and whispers, but honestly, I, I don't know. Again, guys, your your best bet's the archive. I I just run this bar and listen to that fucking song. Okay, so if we go to the archive, we can look for Moonhammer and we can try to find the best lawyer in existence. Yeah. Also, I mean, you'll you'll be able to find information about contracts there. I mean, he, he's meticulous. He's got people working twenty four seven. Uh, just to make sure everything's up to date, so you might be able to find if if you're looking for any any specific information, it's there. But I gotta warn you, it's it's part of the citadel. It's uh it's the seat of his power. It's a dangerous fucking place to go. So you gotta be real careful. Is there like a a super important like knowledgeable person where you're like that's the chief librarian of contracts? If you were gonna punch someone until they told you a story, yeah, that guy's story would be good. Put the screws to. Look, guys, I just run a humble bar on the outskirts of town. I used to be a mover and a shaker, but now I just serve these assholes. And they're like, hey, right, like, you right, know you're assholes. And they're like, we, we, yeah. yeah. You see how you scum. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll pat Peeps on the shoulder there and say, well, look, thanks. Thanks a lot for helping us out as much as you did. I know this hasn't been, been easy for you. Uh, say, uh, you know anything about... Uh, I mean, there's an obvious way to get into the archives, and then there's the kind of less obvious ways, right? Do you know about any of those? Um, and uh, he uh, just says, uh, I, I mean, yeah, look, uh, one of the problems with uh, this many contracts is, uh, you know, paper gets affected by a lot of stuff. And pests are a real problem down here. Uh, I mean, you remember how it was under Duella. There were fucking centipedes with knives for hands and all sorts of weird shit. And I mean, I do remember that Moonhammer? Yeah. You know, uh, she ran a different kind of ship. It was actually kind of a pretty good party down here for a bit, if I'm if I'm being honest. Uh, but a lot of those those critters, uh, they didn't die. They just kind of left for a bit. And uh, every so often, those pests get at the the books in the archive, and it's a big fucking problem. So all I'm saying is some. Uh, exterminators might uh, might be a good way to get in there you know because uh, they they come and go pretty frequently to make sure that nothing's eating their way through the books because that makes a lot of sense there was one of the generals of the horde pablo elfobar and he used to lose millions of dollars a year from rats eating his money yeah yeah okay okay yeah man i uh, wish I had, I had enough money to get eaten by rats that that would be nice Okay, and 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 what these these exterminators? They're freelance, or is there like a specific company that? No, I mean they they, they, they hire out to the Lord of Many Faces. Uh, but uh, there, as I understand it, they've got a sort of a central terminal nearby. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's at, at the corner of and he just like lists off a Dewey Decimal, fucking like two Dewey Decimal uh, type addresses, and he's like. Uh, yeah, they're, they're over there. They're called uh, the Preservers of Knowledge. The Exterminators are called the Preservers of Knowledge? Yeah, I man, when you write everything down on books, physical okay. paper, uh, you know, that's what they do. 
You might have noticed All everything's right. a little bit more literal down here now, so... A little bit, yeah. The filing cabinet buildings is a little on the nose. Um, yeah. I, I turn to Reginald and I say, okay, look. So we go to these preservers of knowledge. We get ourselves two exterminator uniforms. We go in for okay. a routine pest extermination. Uh, and that I mean, gets into the archives. We might have to take one of their carts or whatever they have, right? I mean, yeah. We'll see if we need to take their tools or whatever it is for... How, look... In my experience back here, I mean, this was a different place, but exterminating a centipede with knives for hands was to just fucking fight it with magic and swords and shit. Like, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, okay. Powerful so warlocks I think we're already at the uh, preservers of knowledge. Yeah. I think in that sense, we're already equipped for the job. We just need the uniform to get past the front gate. Great. So we'll uniform up and then we'll go do that. That makes a lot of sense. And I have another idea, and you're not going to like it, but I think it's very smart. I this is a you're not helping yourself on this pitch so far, but let's <laughs> let's hear it. Listen, we've already walked down a very honest path together, and I'm not going to start politely lying now. Here's the thing: you are very sneaky, and we know something's going to go wrong. I am not sneaky at all. You're sneaky on your own. I am terrible, but. You have a ring of invisibility that I imagine you're excited to use because you'll be like a ghost. But then I'll be useless and we'll both get murdered. I think you should give me your ring of invisibility so we can both sneak around. Can you be quiet? I don't know. Because <laughs> being invisible it only gets you so far if you're, if, if you're still clanking around in your armor and stuff like that. Listen, I can only do better than I'm currently doing. And if I'm invisible, it will logically be better. I could stand still and not get caught if someone was to look around. Right now, I'm just completely fucking useless. All right, so uniforms, I give you the ring. That's the backup? Is that the idea? Well, then if we get inside and shit goes wrong, we could try to sneak, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Sure. Uh, look, I... I haven't really had got a chance to play around with this thing yet. I'm going to hang on to it until we get the uniforms. <laughs> That's fine. I wore it a bunch as you, and it's pretty great. Super. Uh, Peace, what do I owe you for the drinks? It says, uh, honestly, for you, Mr. Brown Barrow, they're, they're, uh, they're free. I'll, I'll put them on the one of many faces tab. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, then two more for the road. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's like, <laughs> come on, Horatio, more booze in your head. And uh, he takes the skull mug back and fills it, slams it down. It screams. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, right, two. And he runs back and he gets the other one. He says, um, well, honestly, uh, I, I got to tell you, I wish you all the best. Um, it, it would re be really nice uh, for things to go back to the way they were uh, around these around these parts. Um, Reginald and Quinny, can you roll me an insight check? It's a good roll. Insight plus zero. 18. Mm. Woo! And I have a 18 as well. Um, he doesn't quite sound genuine. Uh, he doesn't quite sound genuine when he says it would be good for things to go back to the way they were. Uh, he says it gregariously, you know, classic bartender slapping you on the backs, shoving beers at you. 
but um, something just catches uh, Reginald for you as a as a coward who is constantly worried about dying. Uh, something kind of uh, takes for you. Guy's gonna rat us out. Is where I'm, Reginald's brain will immediately yeah, run to. Which I is think like, when if he's we, like, if we, I think when he still like considers him a friend, so he's like back to the way they were. But what would like demons and hellions would trash your bar like every night? Yeah, it was the best. Good times. I distinctly remember you saying you would rather have your fingernails pulled out one by one than having to clean up after another rager. I mean, that was before I ended up in this weird, uh, overly designed hellscape, though, you know? So, peeps, this is an awkward question I'm going to ask you, but, like, how do we know you're not going to sell us out to the one of many faces to try to make your life slightly better? What? Can you roll me a, uh, we're doing an opposed check. Uh, this is a, another insight check, please. Uh, just from Reginald or from both of us? Uh, from Reginald, because he's asking the question. <laughs> Here's a question, Tom. Could I ask it in a menacing way? Because I don't think he's really trying to figure out whether or not he is. I think he's leaning for spooky leverage on why this oh, is Oh, yeah, yeah, idea. no, okay, yeah, sure, sure. I'd buy that. Oh, well, fuck me anyways. That's a, that's a 10. <laughs> Cool. So Reginald got, says that, but he spills his beer on his own crotch. It's fine. I got a three, so <laughs> oh, good. It comes to a six. Uh, he's like, "What? Ah, come on, me, Peeps McFadden. Uh, Mr. Brown Barrow is my favorite customer. Uh, I would never do that. Why would I do that?" See, here's the interesting thing about my knowledge of cowards, Quinny. There wasn't actually a reason in there, which means he's definitely planning to sell us out to the one of many faces what? the moment we leave. No. <laughs> Come on. Hold us. Just shut up for a shut, shut up, peeps. I was the Lord of Many Faces professional killer for a, a while there. And then I went into retirement. And now I kill people recreationally. And let me tell you right fucking now, mister, if you rat us out, I will come back here for the fun of it. And he just kind of nods and he says, um, hey, uh, everybody, uh, sorry, um, but uh, drinks are slightly less than uh, the standard rate served by someone named Peeps is closed for the evening. Um, these fine gentlemen are going to chain me up in here, I think. So if you could finish your drinks and leave and don't tell anyone or they'll come for you. Actually, you know what? Just chain them up to uh, whatever you need to do. I I I'm sorry, Mr. Brown Barrow. I really am. But. We, we all serve in his name now. You signed a contract. What? Yeah, I, I did, though. I did. Oh, uh, it's the only <laughs> way I was able to keep my bar. Reginald's just going to get up and lock the door and yeah. be like, everybody in the corner. We're going to need some fucking chains. And um, one of them is just like, you see, this is why we should have gone to close acquaintance uh, James's uh, rum shack down the road. I'm just telling you. And they get like shoved into a closet. Um, and, uh, uh, peeps is like, I, I'm, re I'm real sorry, Quinny. Uh, things, things are real bad down here. Um, I, I gotta look out for old peeps. Cause if no one else, no one else will. I'm looking out for you peeps. You stay here. You don't tell anyone and you'll be fine. No, no. Okay. I'll try to remember that when the one of many faces tortures me to death. He's not going to be around to do that. <laughs> okay, sure, 
Sure. All right, so we we chain them up in the corner, and then Reginald will grab Quinny and walk him over to the other corner and be like, okay, so it's time to have like a hard conversation. There are a bunch of them. We have no idea what magic they can do or if those chains will actually hold them. If we leave, they're definitely going to fuck us over because if I was them, I would fuck us over because our odds are really long and the odds of bad things happening to them here are very high. Like someone knocks on this door in two hours, they're going to tell the whole fucking story. The horde in me says, make them all go pop. The sidekick in me says, we should have a conversation. <laughs> I appreciate that. I I don't, it doesn't feel right to, to just kill these people. These people were just having a drink. They're bound by contracts that they, I'm sure they didn't understand. It's how he tricks everyone. Uh, yeah, but like you're bound by a contract and you're not here going, oh, it's a hard life. Let's backstab people trying to save us. I just want to point out that there's a strong moral difference between you and them. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, Peeps is a pal from the old days. Like, a, this, look, this is a, a, probably a lesson you maybe only had to learn once in your whole horde verse kind of thing. And it was probably hard to learn at that time. And you've carried it with you ever since. But giving people the benefit of the doubt, when it bites in the ass, it probably bites hard. We got to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. That's going to be part of not living in the horde universe. You know, you, you have to do it sometimes. You have to do it more than once, even when it comes back on you. You have to give them the chance to prove that they're better than, than you think they might be. Okay, but we're agreeing that when this goes bad and it bites us in the ass, I get to say that I told you so, and you have to agree that I told you so. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay, because you could doom all of hell by trusting this weird one-eyed guy uh, and the terrible bar team. All of hell is already doomed. This is not what hell is supposed to be like. I need you to understand how unhellish this is. No, 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 I mean, no, no I, that's what I'm saying. I understand that. We want to go back to the good hell, which was the fire and the torture, I think. That's the good hell. There if was a we circus. fail, it stays this. Yeah. It doesn't go back to good. Yeah, I know. Okay. And well, you we, guys, you better we... really look out for Quinny over here because I wanted to murder you all. But Quinny said no, so clearly we're trustworthy. And they're like, wait, what now? Uh, and with that, you chain the door shut. Um, and uh, as uh, the two of you um, walk away, Quinny, knowing that you, you've imparted some wisdom to uh, to Reginald uh, about what it is to not see how wise it was in a couple hours in uh, in in that world, and, and Reginald uh, deciding that you're you're going to actually trust your your quasi friend rather than uh, you know your instincts. Uh, the two of you walk away uh, from the bar uh, feeling pretty good about the progress you've made, uh, at which point um, a blast of heat hits your back as an explosion rips the bar apart. And uh, as you turn to the the flaming mess, Vex walks out dusting her hands and she's like, took care of it, boys. Don't worry. No one's ratting anyone out. Who's got a high five for Vex? Reginald and does. Reginald <laughs> When he Reggie. says, just pointing disappointedly, <laughs> and I think Reggie's like, I can't, I can't give you the high five for that. Sorry, that that was something we were against. But then he looks to Quinny and he's like, But here's the thing, 
Now we did the right thing and we got the good thing. I understand why you're into this hero game. This really pays off. We're like, I won't murder those people and they die anyways. You know, fate supports us is what I'm saying. And behind you, uh, you just hear Vex high five herself and be like, benefits of two hands. Uh, meanwhile, um, the dead gods of the Donker body uh, are, are leaping into combat against Moonhammer. Uh, Juniper and Butthole. Now, Butthole, you've expressed that you don't necessarily want to fight um, these these dead gods that you murdered uh, in your other your other self. Um, Moonhammer and Juniper, uh, you don't know these assholes from a hole in the ground, um, but they also don't necessarily seem evil, just like they legitimately have a grudge. Uh, Juniper, this was all before your time, so you've probably heard. Stories, but you also yeah, I'm sure you never Bucky met the Donker body. Recounting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I feel like Bucky just told you the whole thing like yeah. several times. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious, uh, Butthole, do you do you try and engage them in combat or do you try and talk them down? Um, okay, so they're coming at him, not at Moonhammer, because yeah, no, be they're a, just a they, this is just a vengeance piece against yeah, the Forsaken. He's like hammer, hammer in hands. He's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get moon hammer set up. Yeah, he could far be it for us to say that the fart it. cleric is stupid. We would never, we no. would never imply that. No, he's, a, he's a genius. <laughs> um, so I talked to Tom. So I used I used hit dice during that short rest in the arena. Just I asked off air because that's what I would have done. So, but he's back. He's like, whoa, 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 guys, we don't need to do this whole business. That was the Forsaken, and I'm so sorry. So what if we all just just our friends. I don't, that was a bad time in my life. And I'm glad you still exist. I was really worried that didn't happen. And I prayed a lot to this one, to this one. She's very generous. Maybe we get her through prom. You guys could join her team. Help run hell, huh? Uh, the bearded lady whips uh, her her beard spikes at you um, as, as you're talking. Uh, roll a dex save, please. Or con save if you just want to like take the thrashing, but slightly less bad. Add three. Yeah, I'll do the con version. That is uh, 23. Great. So um, uh, you just kind of like raise an arm and the, the her like barbed beard like whips against it. Uh, and then she like yanks back and you just kind of like hold your arm out and the beard kind of flutters off. It's a beard. It's not really that strong. Yeah. Um, like, hey, let's, let's use our words. Use your words here. Uh, and uh, she just says like, listen, I was so close to forming a proper church of the bearded lady. You know, I'd been a god up there for a long time and no one was paying any attention to bearded ladies and I was damn close for you had to come and chop my fucking head off. So fuck you and fuck that little guy who was with you. I don't know where he is, but he's next. Uh, go ahead and roll okay. um, a persuasion check, Ryan, please. Or we could call it a straight charisma save. Hmm. <laughs> We can go with persuasion. It's the same number. Uh, the the answer right. is 14. Um, some of the, the gods are muttering, though. They're looking at Moonhammer, uh, and Moonhammer does look impressive. Moonhammer, um, what are you doing right now during this uh, this little scuffle and, and talk? Um, I am straightening up my toga that had <laughs> gotten, uh, a little bit uh, disheveled from the earlier fight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I am 
uh, kind of dusting off my head, polishing it maybe a little bit, <laughs> making sure it's nice and shiny again. Um, also flexing a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe get my veins to pop out a little bit more. Okay. Just no, I like that. Make myself a little bit more impressive in case, you know, we need to get it in case there's a little rumble going mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. here. Uh, I feel like Buddy Hops is doing the caddy thing where he's just like, uh, like rubbing wax into cloths for you and handing them off. Like he's got a little like side satchel of, of like head polishing cloths. Uh, and it's just like, drop one down. He picks it up, gives you, hands you a new one. Um, but uh, yeah, the fact that you're, you're, you're flexing and kind of uh, primping and priming a little bit, uh, I think means that you do actually look hella impressive right now. Uh, and also kind of like you don't care, which is a, like a, you know, a, a major like cool kid move. Um so there's a, a few like uh, the the god of, uh, of of finger puppets uh, is <clears throat> like using his finger puppets to talk to his fellow gods, and they're like, "Oh, I think it's pretty good." Oh, I agree. It seems like a pretty good plan. Well, I don't know. She seems very impressive. Look, she's got hammers for hands, and everyone is just ignoring him because they hate him. But he's part <laughs> of their gang, uh, and you know, uh, a blood oath is a blood oath. Um, they still seem uh, angry, but slightly. Less so, almost as though you've passed one of the necessary checks, Ryan. Great. So here, here's here's one thing. Let, let let me make it up to you. There's a way everybody can win here. I butthole fudge. I find ways for everybody to win. So Moonhammer's going to God prop, which is great because we're gonna make Moonhammer the new goddess of everything. She's gonna be amazing. And and one of the things they always say is if you if you're having trouble starting your own church, you just become an aspect of another church. So what if we make you four? the moonbeams, which will be like a part of it. So like bearded ladies will become part of the church of Moonhammer, a special kind of aspect that, that way you get promotion and Moonhammer gets promotion. And we all work together through God prom and Moonhammer's a goddess and we love the goddess and we could also love you. Um, the God of sick gnome abs uh, rubs his hands up and down his sick gnome abs. <laughs> God, that uh, and he says, uh, yeah, honestly guys, uh, no one's really paying too much attention to nomads before, so getting in on this moon hammer thing might be just what it needs, you know, for people to get ripped like me. Um, there, uh, there, 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 are some nods, you know. There, there seems to be some some general uh, some general assent. Uh, Moonhammer, uh, you know that you're trying to get home, and that you may not be here anymore. Uh, in the long run, uh, do you chime in? Um, and if not, like if you're not going to correct butthole, do you think you'd be okay with uh, the god of finger puppets, the god of sick gnome abs, the god of donkeys, and the god of bearded ladies uh, being aspects of Moonhammer in your your church in Faerun? I guess my primary goal is really like I'm super focused on that. Um, so I'm probably not going to correct him at this point, um, because I know that it's really, really crucial that I need to achieve my goal. Otherwise, mm -hmm. none of this will matter anyway. So I'm, I gotta do what I gotta do to get to my goal. I like it. So yeah, it's that classic like time traveler thing where it's like, well, I can kind of like it's the the Terminator thing was like, we can actually kill whoever we need to in the past because if we don't, Judgment Day will kill everybody. So haha. <laughs> uh, so great. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna let that go. So I think you you give them your your trademark 
uh, slight nod of of approval uh, as you did to the butthole. They all gave him the effects of of bless uh, yeah. on their next rolls. Butthole um, is subtly sad because he realizes everyone's getting them now. <laughs> lots changed. Did this to yourself. Um, <laughs> So you're now you're now up uh two two for three um uh now there is one catch here of course butthole which is uh the god of donkeys was personal uh this was vengeance for the donkey wars and uh the atrocities that you witnessed and admittedly committed uh during the uh the battle of the gray water syndicate and uh the donkey armies uh you watched a lot of bleak things happen uh, that day, the the hee haws of of their forces still watching uh, donkeys carry women and children away to the death camps. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it was, it was, it was a hell of a thing. Um, are you really willing to let the god of donkeys, who whose name was evoked in the the battle hee haws of the, the the donkey berserkers, uh, to enter your pantheon and and become an aspect of Moonhammer? I think it would be an idea that would seem tough, but he'd realize that like that's pretty redeeming. And if he could bring the donkeys back, that could probably help a Goblin Junior and like other people who've had rough donkey times. And like he could probably save that nation. What? Hot ass. Our yeah, sweet poor, departed donkey. We do ass. like hot ass. And uh, I think the big thing is it's also. Subtly, it would also be a win because it means that the donkeys have to admit that Moonhammer is their real goddess. <laughs> so, like, it's it also <laughs> mental lets gymnastics a huge population. <laughs> so, um, for him, it's still a net gain. He probably won't like want to hang out with the god of donkeys, but <laughs> he's serving a goddess here, not his own interests. Great. Um, and uh, so, um, you I think you like extend a hand to the uh, the god of donkeys. For, for a hoof. Um, but the God of Donkeys kind of uh, glares at you, uh, which is silly because any any facial expression on a donkey is inherently ridiculous, um, and then turns to Juniper and says, oh, I don't trust this one. He killed many of our kind before he came for me. You, I get a good vibe from you. Why should I trust him? Um... Well, I mean, I mean, you killed a lot of his kind too. And I think, I mean, if you just like put yourself in his position and if like what, what like someone that you love, like had just been murdered in front of you and you're like, you know, someone you trusted, like your god or your goddess or yourself abandoned yourself then like you might go down a dark hole too. And like, I, I, I mean, I think he's offering you like, I, I mean, this is like a partnership, right? I mean, like, I, I think everyone down here has kind of got like a shit deal. And I think, I think we like, kind of all have to band together to, 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 to like get out of the shit. And uh, the God of donkeys kind of nods at you and he says, Oh, here we did. Uh, we did steal a lot of uh, women and children to, to, to work in our idea labs. Uh, they were treated very well, but uh, we, we really should have asked rather than abducting. That, that's on us. 
Um, you're, you're, I think you're right. I, I, there were a lot of atrocities carried out in my name. Uh, making people try and come up with better donkey tech is really a choice that they should be making. Not one that my army should have made. Maybe you're right. Maybe war is hell on both sides. I've learned a lot from you today. <laughs> you're right. I, I, maybe I will. Yeah, fuck it. This is bad down here. Uh, hail Moonhammer or whatever. And with a, a hoof to handshake that echoes throughout the ages, uh, the donkey wars are finally uh, brought to rest. And as um, a cool song, which I will ask for in a minute, plays in slow motion like you're about to board a space shuttle, uh, the new coterie of uh, the goddess Moonhammer on her way to God prom walks dramatically down the hall. We've got the god of bearded ladies, the god of finger puppets, the god of sick nomads, the god of donkeys. We've got bunny hops. We've got juniper and moss. We've got butthole farch. And of course, we have Moonhammer. Alyssa, what is the, the Moonhammer theme that plays as you all um, catch up to Zatch uh, on your way to get prepped for God Prom? Ew. Who are you? Zatch just pulls sunglasses down. Everyone pulls sunglasses down together. Um, and uh, Zatch just turns around and says, now this seems promising. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, 
you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.